Cheers to you, my brilliant friend, and welcome to the Intelligent Intoxication Podcast, where I'll get you smashed on success without the buzzkill of burnout. Welcome back, everyone. A couple of hours ago, I was going through the car wash and digging in my purse to get out my credit card and stumbled upon kettle corn. Now, here's the thing. I woke up this morning with a fairly brutal sugar and carb hangover because I ingested almost the entire jumbo bag of kettle corn at a football game last night. And here's why I'm talking about the kettle corn. As you can tell kind of by the playfulness of my voice, I'm not shaming myself for the kettle corn. I don't feel guilty about the kettle corn. And the reason I'm even talking about the kettle corn is to remind you of the real benefit of increasing your self-awareness and doing what they refer to as personal development work, right? Is that when things go awry or when you tip into an old habit or you stop a new beneficial habit, you're willing to get really curious about what happened. So upon reflection, here's what I realized. So we got to the football game early. One of my friend's sons um, was um, celebrating senior night, which was awesome. We wanted to see him walk in. So we got there early. And when we got there, the JV game wasn't even done because a poor player on the opposite team had been, you know, very severely hurt, which is such a bummer. So it prolonged the start of the varsity game by, let's say, like an hour. So we were sitting there at least three and a half to four hours. And I will tell you that I get very restless. I have a very hard time sitting still for any amount of time. And four hours is a long damn time for me. I have a very hard time focusing on things for that amount of time. And I am someone who is a morning person and loves to be heading into my room to take my shower and get ready for bed at eight o'clock. Well, we didn't leave that stadium until close to 1015 or 1020. So here's what I think happened. I think what I was doing was self-soothing because I knew I was going to be somewhere longer than I wanted to be somewhere. Now, in all reality, could I have left early and gone home at halftime? Sure. But did I also want to, to sit there and watch kids I knew play and, and watch the team win and all that stuff and see my daughter having fun with her friends at the game? Of course I did. So what I started doing, and midway through, you know, first quarter... I made a joke to a friend. I said, okay, you know, Patty, we cannot get kettle corn because once I start, I can't stop. And looking back now, I think I very intentionally said that, hoping she would go buy the kettle corn. And sure enough, her husband bought us the kettle corn and we dove into the kettle corn. And yes, she had a few handfuls, but then she stopped. And I took it upon myself from probably midway through first quarter until the end of fourth quarter, I didn't stop shoveling the kettle corn into my mouth. And I know, like I said, in hindsight, I was self-soothing. But here's the other thing I realized. As soon as I had that first handful of kettle corn, I now got to juxtapose having to sit somewhere longer than I wanted to sit with 
something like sugar and crunch and salt and, you know, the chewing and the hand to the mouth versus what I anticipated it would be like to sit there all that time and feel restless without it. And my subconscious brain said, oh, hell no, we are going to entertain ourselves while we sit here. And if that means we're eating the whole bag, we're going to eat the whole damn bag. And consequently, I did. Now, here is the beauty of this. I learned something really valuable about myself. I learned to pre-plan for situations in which I was physically either going to have to sit still or have to remain somewhere longer than I wanted to be. It's happened to me before in social situations, mostly when I was younger. But going to like, let's say like a party or something where maybe I would be okay being there for about an hour and then I would just really want to go home and having to be there for like four or five hours because I was so caught up in people pleasing that I didn't want people to think that I wasn't any fun and so I have to stick it out. I got to be the last person at the party, yada, yada, yada. So what would I do? I would over drink and then I'd hit the dessert table all to get me through the event that I just didn't want to have to stay at for too long. In fact, I will share with you, you know, in your, I think probably like in our mid to late twenties, when all of our college friends were getting engaged and getting married and we were at wedding after wedding and as much fun as weddings are, I don't need to close the dance floor. I don't need to be there until late. And so I would get in the habit of eating multiple pieces of wedding cake. In fact, my record was seven pieces of wedding cake at a single wedding. What the holy hell? But again, the aha and the willing to self-reflect and the willingness to consistently create or increase my self-awareness, every time I fall off the wagon, so to speak, it allows me to learn from the experience to get that, you know, that little nugget or a little aha so that I can apply it when I'm in a similar situation next time. That, my friends, is the beauty of self-awareness, of self-development or personal development, and or of taking courses and being coached. Because every time you do that, you learn something about yourself. So very often on coaching calls, I will say to a client, if they, if they share with me, okay, you know, I was doing really great and then this happened this week. Or, you know, I thought it was going to be a really good week and then I found myself having too much to drink. Or I found myself, you know, getting online and spending a bunch of money. Or I went and I ate a bunch of junk food. What I always say to them is this. Okay, do not spend any time in shame or guilt. Go back words in your day and tell me the moment when you decided that you were going to default to that behavior again. And we work back and we work back and we work back. Sometimes they end up working back a couple of days. Sometimes it's an hour. Sometimes it's five minutes. But what matters is they notice the moment where their brain told them they had to go back to some sort of self-soothing escapist behavior in order to avoid or numb some really uncomfortable emotion. It's fascinating. It just is. So how willing are you to start to get curious rather than judgmental of yourself when you tip back into an old habit in order to get that takeaway that you can apply to similar situations in the future? I'm telling you, my friends, it 
is a game changer. Okay. Thank you for being here. Definitely need a very long nap today. Thanks to my kettle corn kamikaze dive last night. Have an intoxicating rest of your day and I'll be back tomorrow with more. Hey, my friend, if you're thirsty for more than this daily shot and ready to intoxicate the hell out of your personal or professional life, I'd love to invite you to coach one-on-one with me. It all starts with a complimentary happy hour call. Head on over to terrybradway.com. That's Terry with two R's and an I. Bradway, spelled just the way that it sounds. Once you get there, my friend, Click on the Work with Terry button and we'll take it from there. Thanks for listening and have an amazing day.